Hi, Rodney Jane here. Be safe these holidays with Bob Jane T-Mart's great getaway deals. Buy three, get the fourth tyre free on selected Bridgestone, Yokohama, Dunlop and J-Tracks. Up to $100 instant cash back on a range of Michelin, Continental, Goodyear, Bob Jane Zenon and Moto Sport X. Alloy wheels from only $125 and tyres from just $69, all with our best tyre price guarantee. We'll look after you. Test and apply. These two do not like each other. There are two parts of the story as always. Red flag, this is a suspended uh, race. Hey, it's a Parked Up podcast. We're powered here by Race Fuels. And my name is Grant Rowley. And the season has come to an end. 2022 Repco Supercars Championship closed out a uh, an excellent year of motorsport. It was, of course, the return of the Adelaide 500 and a, uh, a really great event that we'd missed and that we thought had gone away, but it came back and it came back so very well, except for that South Australian heat. It was so hot over there. But uh, a, a great way to end the year, a couple of awesome results, um, particularly Brock Feeney winning his first uh, supercars race and then Shane Van Gisbergen not winning a race, which was um, a bit of a surprise, but then putting on one of the greatest burnout shows that we have ever seen so a cool way to end the season not just in uh, supercars but also uh, with a whole bunch of other national level motorsport categories as well closing out the year uh, in some uh, in some pretty spectacular fashion and and now we all look forward to a new year of racing uh, and uh, and particularly the the new gen 3 models that are coming into supercars next year a lot of anticipation uh, around that and uh, the the spotlight for sure will be on Australian motorsport uh, from a, a general sports lens. So this is a uh, a really good time to be in and around and loving race cars in Australia. So we've heard plenty from Shane Van Gisbergen and we've heard plenty from the, the winners and spinners of, uh, of 2022. So I thought I'd catch up with one of my cool mates, Thomas Randall uh, from Tickford. Of course, he drives the Castrol Mustang. And he let me into a little bit of a secret about how he went and filmed this uh, this video production uh, that will have been released by the time you listen to this. It would have been released. Uh, and it got, me, uh, it got my brain ticking and uh, I wanted to uh, investigate a little bit more about this. In Thomas's defense, he wouldn't tell me anything about this video that Tickford had put together. Uh, they've called it the cool down lap. And when I spoke to Thomas, I hadn't seen it at that point, uh, but I needed to find out more. So uh, I spoke to, I also spoke to Tom Rattenbury, who's the, the team's videographer. He's done some awesome work in the sport over the past few years. And um, and he's finished off his 2022 season by making this, uh, uh, yeah, very comical, um, well-produced and well-shot piece that um, will now, for you guys listening, be online. So uh, I caught up with Thomas first. Keep in mind, he wouldn't tell me anything, but I uh, I went to the uh, I went to the source and I've grabbed Tom a little bit later. But um, it's the all Tom Fest, and we'll start with Thomas Randall, the Castrol Mustang driver. Of course, he's with Tickford Racing, and he is on Parked Up. 
And it's cool to have Thomas Randall back on the Parked Up podcast. Uh, the uh, the season has been run and won. The gala has been uh, has been finished. Uh, Tom, as a race car driver, the uh, the thoughts are that you now have absolutely nothing to do, and you just need to wait for Santa to come flying down that uh, that chimney. But look, it's uh, it's been a big uh, it's been a big season. Your first full time season as a as a supercars driver, cool to end at the Adelaide 500 and things were looking so good early in the weekend. Thanks, Grant. Well, yeah, I'm definitely not just twilling my thumbs waiting for Santa, but it's going to be a pretty big off season. Um, you know, the year was massive. And like, as you said, my first full-time year in supercars, it was uh, yeah a lot to take in and I learned a lot throughout the year. And there's a lot of races certainly that you look back and, I guess you probably wish you did a few things differently, but at, at the same time, you, you can't regret those decisions at the time, but um, certainly a lot of great moments and unfortunately some not so great moments, but I guess that's all part of the learning. And uh, you know, that's, that's just this sport. I mean, there's, like I said, so many, so many, so many more lows than highs, but I think it's only going to put me in a good, in a good position for 2023. Yeah. Yeah. And I know you're, your level of highs are different to say someone like a Shane Van Gisbergen who uh, finished at the very top more often than not. So that sort of should mean that, um, you know, everyone had a, had a bad year, but everyone also has their own different expectations from, from what you had at the start of this season about where you'd be and uh, competitiveness and how the season would roll. Are you giving yourself a pass mark? Is it, is it better than that? Is uh are you uh, are you that competitive that you're going to uh, um, put lots of X's in uh, in some boxes and uh, come out uh, you know even stronger, hungrier in 2023? I'm definitely going to be coming out stronger and hungrier, and I'm certainly not. I'm definitely not satisfied with my year. I mean, I think I, if I had to give it a grade, I'd probably give it a maybe a seven out of ten or a six and a half. I think you know one of the, one of my big goals this year was was to finish in the top half of the championship, which is pretty difficult to do. Um, but yeah, we obviously didn't do that. We weren't, uh, we actually weren't really close because I just had way too many non-finishes. I think I had six DNFs and a, and a non-start, um, you know, but then if I look at my qualifying average, it was actually really good. And I mean, I think we had 11, 11 top 10 qualifyings this year. And we made, apart from, if you don't include the last Adelaide 500 before that, we made the last five, top 10 shootouts which uh, as we know it, it's it's pretty tight that top 10 in qualifying mode um and you know like i had a front row start at tail and band i had some second row starts a few third row starts a few top 10 finishes definitely not enough top 10 finishes and yeah so it's a bit of a bit bittersweet i mean there's i'm sure every driver has their story um for each race but certainly for me there was plenty of I feel like there were plenty of races that, as people say, you know, ones that got away. And yeah, that that's probably the most frustrating part for me because I guess I wish those races had have ended better than, than what they did and, and where they should have ended. But you can't change the past. And as people say, that's motor racing. And as I said before, I've learned a lot. And I think that's really going to help me for 2023 because, you know, at the end of the day, I guess this was a growing year for me. Um, I mean, Adelaide, for example, the weekend just gone, like we had amazing speed in, in all the practice sessions. 
uh, we were fastest in the first one, which, you know, might have been slightly false with the red flag coming out with a minute to go. But we were second fastest in the second practice. We're in the shootout again. We were running really, really well in the practice three, had an awesome race run. And then, unfortunately, I I um, clattered the wall pretty heavily on the exit of turn eight, just pushing a bit too hard. And, and to be honest, that compromised the rest of the weekend because, because yeah, <laughs> you can only do so much with a car that's, uh, that's copped the wall. At, at, a, at a pretty big impact so I mean the boys did an incredible job to fix the car the best they could and you know I tried to drive the wheels off it after that but um, yeah it just wasn't meant to be and, and I guess those are where the, the, the disappointments come in but as I said that's just going to help me for next year. Yeah, so next year is a completely new ball game. Well, maybe not completely. Like the the Gen 3 cars will certainly be different, but at the end of the day, they're still race cars, right? And you're a race car driver, you'll figure it out pretty quick and get on with it. But there will be a lot more variables. One of the great things maybe about having only one full-time season in these supercars, and yeah, for sure, you've done a couple of years of uh, Super 2 and some wildcard attempts and a couple of enduros as well. So you certainly know your way around the outgoing spec of cars, but you might not be so intrinsically tied to the, um, the, the current cars moving into these new ones and maybe not compared to, you know, drivers who have been doing it for a long, long period. I'm thinking your teammate, James Courtney, even uh, even Cam Waters, who has been racing these type of cars for a long time as well, and not just uh, your teammates, the Will Davisons, um, and uh, and and plenty of others who have who have probably been doing it for uh, ten plus years. So, uh, did, is I don't know, can it be an advantage that you know you're you're still very young, uh, adaptable uh, is. Uh, are you looking at it as a, this is a positive that there is something really fresh that you get to put your bum in? I'm definitely looking at it as a positive. And I mean, at the end of the day, look, they're all professional drivers. I think that they're able to drive the current cars so well and adapt to, I mean, there's so many different situations, scenarios and, and you know, varying group levels throughout races and, and different tracks we go to different weather conditions. So I, yeah, I mean, it is going to be cool and I think it's going to hopefully level out the playing field uh, as everyone's been saying, but they know how to drive. They're not there um, by, you know, by coincidence or by fluke. They're there for a reason and the competition is so tough in this category. It's, as we all know, probably the most competitive tin top category in the world and I don't think that side of it's going to change next year. I think in terms of adapting to the new car, I think it, it'll... It, it's going to benefit me, but I, I don't think it's going to um, be, you know, not, not a benefit for others. I think others will be able to probably do the same thing. And it's going to be interesting. I'm just, to be honest, I'm interested to see where everyone's going to be at for the first round because it's obviously going to be a massive push uh, over the Christmas and the summer break for all the teams. And uh, I guess we have, you know, pretty limited testing before the first round. So to see who, who's able to adapt to the cars and get on top of the, the tuning, the setup, and how to extract the maximum out of the cars, make the tyres last. They're going to be the ones that I think, you know, um, rise to the top. 
Now, because you're a rookie, is the team going to pull you in and get on the tools and help uh, strap all these things together? Uh, in what regards do you mean by that? <laughs> uh, well, the teams, uh, <laughs> regardless of how um, you're, you're in a uh, a big, very professional organisation at uh, Tickford Racing, but yeah. oh, it's a yeah. big no. job to put. It's going to be a big job for the team to get all of this ready. Will you be on the tools helping the team make sure that all these cars are ready for <laughs> testing and racing? Hey, if I have to be, um, I will. But to be honest, I'll probably be a, more of a hindrance than 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 a help. <laughs> but if if there's anything I can do um, that will that will help, then uh, I'm I'm sure they'll let me know, and and I'll certainly be happy to pick up a whether it's a spanner, or a quarter inch drive, or I don't know, whatever it is. Call um, call the local I'm, coffee I'm shop. That's it, exactly. Or, or uh, you know, beers for, for uh, when they when they get the cars done, or even just for for, for, for their Christmas. And you know, I mean, they they spend so much time away from their families every weekend that we go racing. And and yeah, this as I said, this period, the next well, the next two months is going to be absolutely full on, not just for our team, but for everyone up and down pit lane. And and you know, I think the efforts, the effort that's on its way is is really going to be is really going to pay off because I, I think it's going to be. A really cool way to start the year uh, in Newcastle at the start of March with these new Gen 3 beasts. Yep. Yeah, we can't wait for that. Uh, the return of Newcastle, a brand new uh, generation of, of racing vehicles with some very cool, iconic uh, names and shapes on those cars. So uh, that's going to be that's going to be fantastic. Uh, okay, cool. And and just one last thing on Gen 3. The um the maybe the biggest advantage is that you have um is that Tickford is a four car team. There's going to be a lot of data piling through those computers that you plug in at the end of each session. Maybe that might be something that you'll be able to that that will benefit not just you but uh, all of your teammates for next year. You've got the same teammates as well across the board, so. Uh, not much, no change in the driver department. You know where uh, James Courtney, Cam Waters, Jake Stecky have strengths. Look, yeah. there's only one other four car team as well. Every every other team is uh, looking at uh, one, two, uh, you know, uh, other other bits of data uh, across the board. So. Yeah, for me, just with my very simple math, means that you could have that initial jump. And yeah, if we wind the clock back to the last time we changed uh, changed cars, th- there was some very, very mixed results. And uh, I guess we're, we're kind of hoping that that also might be the case, but the, uh, the advantage might be for Tickford Racing and particularly those early races. Well, just to, yeah, um, sum up your point there, I think, the driving group at Tickford Racing is really strong and you know, we all get along really well and our debriefs, I think, are really constructive. And, uh, you know, if, if I need a hand with something, Cam will, Cam will help me or, or JC or Jake or vice versa. You know, we'll be messaging at night saying, oh, you know, did you take that curb through there or, you know, what gear were you, you know, or whatever it is. I think we all work really well together. and You know, we're all always watch each other's onboards and and sort of say, oh, you know, how are you managing to do that or whatever it might be. And and I think that's only going to help for Gen 3 because, as you said, it's a whole new beast and there's going to be – that driver-engineer combination is going to be so important, but having four cars across the team will mean that, you know, 
we can all um, try different things and see what comes out the best. And I think that's where it's going to help the team going into the first round or, you know, going into that first half of the season, as you said, because, you know, it'd be a lot harder if it was a one car team. Um, but for us with, with four cars, four, four great drivers and, um, and, you know, great engineers, if we can all work together like we have been this year, I mean, you know, yeah, I, I didn't get the results I wanted to this year, but I think Cam proved, you know, he got the Armour All Pole Award, uh, second in the championship. You know, he got lots of podiums this year. JC finished the year off with a podium in Adelaide. So I think the potential's there and it's just about, yeah, getting those last few boxes ticked and and I think we, we should come out of the box pretty good. Excellent. Cool. Um, so you talked a little bit there about great relationship uh, with the team and I've been privy to a little bit of information that you guys spent your after gala um, time going out to a uh, some some sand dunes out at uh, South Australia somewhere, quite a fair way away, and maybe a couple of Ford Ranger Raptors were uh, thrashed around a little bit for uh, for some social media content that uh, I think drops tonight. Um, so when you hear this, you may have already seen it. If you haven't seen it, then I've been told that you definitely do need to see it. Can you <laughs> give us a little insight into this? Oh, I don't want to spoil too much, Grant. Uh, for those who haven't seen it, uh, I, I've seen it and, yeah, I, I think it's pretty cool. I mean, it's a great way to cap off the year and and credit to, firstly, Tom Rattenbury. I mean, he yeah, he's put an awesome production together for this. Um, considering, look, it was originally unscripted and like I said, I don't want to get, go into too many details, but yeah, I'll just say Cam and I are in it. There's a few Ford Raptors. We're out on the sand dunes. There's a, there's a story behind it. Um, hence why it's, it, it's actually been released when it has so, so soon after the last round. Um, yeah, there's, there's, there's quite a few, as I say, hidden Easter eggs. <laughs> and um, I think it's, yeah, I think if you, if you haven't seen it, I think you're going to love it. Awesome, mate. Uh, very good. Okay, so, mate, uh, you've joined us on Parked Up a couple of times this year. We uh, certainly thank you a lot for uh, coming on and giving a, a little bit of your time and your insights. What uh, is in store for Thomas Randall and his family come uh, come Christmas time when, again, that, uh, that big fat man in the red suit comes flying down that chimney? <laughs> Uh, to be honest, uh, uh, it's pretty boring at the moment. Where we're just gonna, yeah, relax and uh, catch up with other relatives, uh, friends, yeah, family. Kind of just the, the usual that that people do at this time of year. And uh, you know, I'm gonna, yeah, keep cranking the the sim stuff, and uh, yeah, that that that'll keep going throughout over summer. And um, yeah, working on a few models, working on a Gen three model actually, which is with 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 a few uh, with a few boys which is uh which is coming along really well and um yeah n nothing too crazy i've got no no overseas holidays planned um you know just yeah really looking forward to next year we've got a training camp with the team in uh, in january so get ready for that i guess yeah uh, but to be honest right now the last thing i even want to be thinking about is uh is training but um no look it's it's all good i mean i, I think yeah after the year i've had as i said before um you know i learned a lot and i think that's only going to help going into next year, but yeah, we'll have a, we've got a team's Christmas party, which will be cool. We've got team barbecue to finish off the year and, and everyone will get a few weeks off, which is 
well-earned, well-needed because uh, everyone needs to recharge the batteries after the year that we've had. Yeah, cool. Hey, good to hear that uh, the team is giving uh, some or all all uh, some some break because uh, I guess there was a fear um, thinking about the last time we switched from one gen of car to another that there wasn't much break over those periods. So I'd imagine there will be some uh, after hours work being done by some, but uh, if the mandate is to have a couple of weeks off, then that's uh, as uh, that's a pretty good result for uh, the big slog that is going to come between now and March and Newcastle and the and the start of this new generation of uh, supercars racing. Tom Randall, thank you so much for coming on Parked Up, mate. I hope Santa brings exactly what you want. <laughs> well, a few few pole positions and a few race wins would be quite nice, Grant. But no, thank you. Please, you don't Take ask for much. For the... <laughs> no, I know, right? Um, <laughs> now, thanks for the year. Good to good to have a few chats throughout uh, throughout the year. Uh, thanks for the Randall Act of Kindness that we did throughout That's the year, right. and um, hopefully I'll get some banana bread with with butter next time at the <laughs> I'm at a Macca's drive through. Oh, you're the one giving out a little old parked up Easter eggs now. Very good, I like it. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, thanks Thomas. Thanks, Grant. Take care. And thanks, Thomas, for his time. So yeah, I spoke to Thomas, uh, and he gave me. Uh, uh, that that really great chat, really honest insight into his 2022 season and what he's sort of looking forward to in Gen 3 in 2023. Uh, but I needed to find out more. Before the video on Tickford's channels launched, I uh, spoke to my good friend, Thomas Rattenbury. And, uh, and I wanted to, I needed to see it as soon as I could, because Thomas had talked it up. Thomas Randall had talked it up so, so much. I needed to see this thing. So I got a little bit of a sneak peek at it, uh, before it went live at uh, 6 PM for you guys last night. So go to the Tickford channels and, and check it out. Uh, but here is my chat with Tom Rattenbury, the man who put together the cool down lap on, now on the Tickford social channels. Okay, hey, it's cool to have Tom Rattenbury on the Parked Up podcast. Mate, uh, I've got the uh, the secret little video that uh, I hadn't seen, but uh, now <laughs> by the time this is published, the world has seen it. It's your creation. Did you come up with it from concept? Are you happy with it? Yeah, oh, I mean, I think I think it's come up pretty well, uh, considering the time frame we had to do it in. And but yeah, no. To, to answer your question, there was there was honestly there was no concept or any or any brief or anything like that. We just sort of um, Randall and I drove out, and Cam drove out by himself, and we just sort of came up with this idea because we had the, the suits in the back of the Raptors after the gala, and thought, geez, this is sort of a I guess the perfect storm here. Um, yeah, and got the, got the boys in, I guess, the top half of their suits and, and some shorts and just sort of went from there. Oh, very good. Now, the uh, the location you did, tell us where it is because uh, you were saying it's four or five hours away from Adelaide and uh, the I saw you boys out on the dance floor earlier that evening and um, <laughs> you, you, were, uh, you were in fine form. Yeah, yeah. No, we, we all had a good night at, at uh at the gala, but it's yeah, it's it's it was shot sort of um yeah, like you said, four hours away in in Robe in South Australia, which I guess is sort of I guess the halfway point between Adelaide and Melbourne. Um and yeah, we we were sort of fully intending for for Kostecki Jake to come with us, but um yeah, we were banging down his door at about eleven AM to to get in the car and go and 
and yeah, there was no response. So we, we just sort of pressed, we just had to press on without him, I guess. Oh, well, I guess the fact that uh, Jake was, well, he's still in the video, of course. If you, uh, if you haven't seen it yet, you've got to go to uh, Tickford's social channels, the Facebooks and the Instagrams that will be uh, all over, all over there. Um, but Jake does make a couple of starring performances. So that wasn't, I guess uh, that wasn't, um, uh pre-planned the idea was that jake was meant to be there but uh he's he's rocking it out with john stevens on the uh, dance floor uh on the, <laughs> on the stage and we were all watching yeah. on the dance floor that uh meant he got included in some way yeah well we sort of we thought you know it's a, the ticket is four drivers so we sort of had to give a little bit of each driver there and obviously we had we had cam and randall and uh jake was obviously represented with the um the little iphone videos that were in there <laughs> and then um, a, a little homage to JC with Frank the Tank at the end there. Uh, very good. Mate, you've been uh, doing uh, some really cool stuff in the uh, in the video space in supercars for a number of years. Uh, you started with BJR and you did a couple of uh, really great videos. Probably the best one was the Freightliner video. I think Tim Slade yeah. driving at the time. Yeah. and uh, 18 or 19, I think that was uh that was pretty cool and you're you're but a young bloke as well so you were making those things uh when you were pretty young like um when was the first time you picked up a camera and thought hey I'm, i actually really like this and i'm actually i'm kind of pretty good at it um yeah yeah that's a, that's, a, that's a good question i sort of I, like I, I was always into motorsport like my whole family's um pretty motorsport orientated i guess and i i was sort of into filming just with gopros and whatnot when i was um racing carts back in the day in the, the Albury cart track. And um, one of the the mechanics at, at BJR, uh, Jack Telty, who I used to race with, he sort of just came to me one day and said, hey, Brad's Brad's looking to make a video. Do you want to have a crack? And I sort of said, yeah, like who would pass up on that opportunity? And it just sort of went from there. And yeah, we made a couple of cool videos on the in the early days with, with Freightliner Racing when they were with, with BJR. And um, yeah, made the move down to Melbourne and, and got cracking with, with Tickford. Yeah, awesome. And I, uh, you you do a, a lot of stuff for mainly for Tickford, but um, the, one of the cool things that you put together uh, was the um, more than one more than one thousand um, documentary, uh, effectively mm. that aired after the twenty twenty uh, season, uh, culminating mm-hmm. in the in the Bathurst one thousand off the back of that COVID year that that we had um mm. yeah you, you're is is that what you'd like to do i mean I, this two and a half minute video um that we just saw that we've all seen the uh the cool down lap um you know it's uh, shot really well and it's got a great story um but is those longer form uh productions something that you want to get into yeah, I mean that 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 sort of doco that we did was was um was pretty much the result of I, mean, I think I was one of the only I guess team videographers that had actually gone on that full COVID tour. Um, so that's that's sort of where that idea came from. Just I guess the gap in the market, if you will. Um, but yeah, I mean honestly, it doesn't it doesn't really phase me either way whether we do longer form stuff or or just you know the sh- the short social clips like the cool down lap. Um, but yeah, it, whatever uh, whatever gets the views is uh, <laughs> what I'm happy to shoot, I guess. 
Uh, very good. I like it. And uh, I like that you, you didn't say whatever, uh, whatever pays the bucks. Maybe you, um, you need to put that into your spiel there. Otherwise people will think, Hey, he just wants views. So uh, we don't have to pay him that much. <laughs> no, anything for views, mate. Anything for views. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Jake might have to get up on stage a, a couple more times to ensure we uh, ensure Tick would get, uh, get the numbers right up there. Uh, yeah, yeah, cool, mate. That was that was a a, a really cool video, and um, uh, you know, it, it adds to your uh, list of uh, of great uh, great bits of production. I tell you, my actually one of my favourite ones. While I could see that 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 Freightliner that first Freightliner video was um, was really good, and it would have taken a lot of uh, planning and execution um to, mm. to get that one out one of my favorites was with when uh tim blanchard retired and bacaulay jones took over the cool drive entry and uh ah, call yep, yep. jump into the pool and then uh do the switch do the handover at a, <laughs> at a winton test day so well yeah. put together but i guess it's not just uh I, the, the the thing for me and look i operate in a uh, in a similar space um in in the video world the thing that's great about your stuff is that they always tell a tale they they, Mm. they've always got a a really cool story to go with it um do you find that you do all of that or do you listen to the client and take take on what they want and then you go from there what's the process yeah i mean i guess i'm sort of fortunate in um whoever i've sort of worked with in the last couple of years has sort of left a lot of that uh, what is it? Poetic license up to me. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, obviously, there's always a little bit of buy-in for from whoever the team or the client is. Um, but yeah, I, I just sort of think, you know, as a as someone who was and still is a bit of a punter, I just sort of think, you know, what what would I want to see um, on the screen, and then it just sort of goes from there. Um, but yeah, that's it's it's just it's whatever works, and, and if we can tell a story, you know, in in some way as well, that sort of adds a bit of substance to the content and. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much the uh, the general gist of how we come up with these ideas. To be honest, there's no there's no special methodology or anything like that. There's yeah, it's always pretty off the cuff and on the fly. I like it. That is how I live my life as well. Very good. Um, <laughs> hey Tom, thanks so much for coming on. Parked up uh, again. If you uh, if you haven't watched the video, get out there on uh, the Tickford socials and uh, and enjoy it. It's uh, two minutes and about thirty seconds of your life that you won't regret. So, uh, Tom, have a great Christmas, mate. Awesome, mate. Thanks for having us, Grant. So we thank Tom and we thank Thomas for their time on the Parked Up podcast. There's still plenty more, more podcasting to come before uh, the we hear those reindeers uh, flying across our roofs. Uh, of course, Parked Up Plus with Mark Fogarty every Monday, 5 p.m. Uh, and a brand new Napa Auto Parts grassroots racing podcast drops uh, this Friday. So keeping an ear out for the chat that... Uh, Gary O'Brien and Darren Smith have done with Phil Hughes. That's who they've spoken to this week. Heaps of um, uh, timeless, great content in that uh, Napa Auto Parts grassroots racing podcast that you can go back and listen to. Hey, for now, uh, my name is Grant Rowley. You've just listened to Parked Up and not long until Santa comes, everyone. You keep being good. You've just listened to another Network Car production. 